We here at Sports Best Friends want to begin each episode by acknowledging the Gadigal and Camaragal peoples, the traditional owners of the lands on which we record. We also acknowledge the traditional custodians of the various lands on which you all are listening, always was, always will be. of Sydney, Australia, comes two energetic Aussie commentators. Ben, aka Cardi B, is a budding expert in NBA collectibles and a longtime NBA fantasy sports winner. Big T is a rookie to the whole game, wanting to grow and learn over the season. Join them on their season of exploration here on Sports Best Friends, a member of Brooklyn Netscast Media. Sports Best Friends NBA Fandom, a podcast as excited about the NBA as John Morant is about driving in the lane. I'm T, views of my own, and I'm recording these views in a Chinese laundry today because my beautiful wife, you can hear right now, is up to all sorts of things all the time. She's an amazing human, constantly doing things, and today that means ironing uh, large curtains. Uh, as you do we're on the patrick zoom ewing hotline my microphone is so fantastic you're going to hear that ironing and other whatnots but on the court smiling because he knows my wife is an absolute go-getter is cardi b we can find cardi b on instagram at uh cards from the bench twitter at cards bench cards how, bench how <laughs> so eloquent and how are you sir I'm good. I'm good. I was just, uh, we were just talking earlier, just been um, out in the street selling cards, collecting, collecting cash. Yeah. And uh, that stacks. <laughs> stacks and stacks of cash. Uh, but uh, it's been, uh, it's been a very busy week in card world, uh, which is cool. Um, but I also have another job now, as I've mentioned before. And yeah. so I don't have as much time to do card world, but that's cool. Uh, it's, it's exciting and keeps me interested. So yeah, it's good, mate. The fat stack, I mean, I hope we could hear the clicking of the clickety clacks because you had a huge, um, huge ball clip that's here just locking down a whole bunch of things. Looks great. Looks legit. Ball clips, clips, I'm sure, what all the pros use. Yeah, that's that's NBA licensed. NBA licensed ball clips. Yeah. Yeah. Straight from Panini's. Get your your Panini clipped here with your uh, ball ball, clip. All from office Office works works too. So uh, that's good, mate. Seconds. Bryant for the win. How did the Suns do over the week? Well, I feel like you should already know that, but we'll we'll talk. <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, it's it's been a great week for the Suns. Uh, great road trip. So I might just run through that. Well, let me let me get into the exciting part, which is that. The Suns now have a three and a half game lead over the Warriors and the, mm. and the league, uh, and the and now the league's best point differential as well. Um, so we're plus eight, uh, which is always always a good place to be, and it probably should be. Uh, so um, four games to talk about. 
Uh, I think I'll skim through three of them pretty quickly. But um, So we had a Pistons game earlier in the week where it was a blowout and not a whole lot happened. Um, Booker went back to Detroit because apparently he's from, he's from Detroit, which I actually didn't know, but now I know that. And, and uh, we lost Aiton um, in that game, but didn't really need it. It was um, not much of a game. I think the most excitement was that Cunningham got ejected. Kate Cunningham got ejected because he celebra- over-celebrated a dunk which I'm pretty over the ejections for celebrating a dunk. And I want to go back to like making an ass of people and getting really excited when people dunk on people. Cause I think that's great theater. And I hate the fact that they don't have that anymore. So uh, that was kind of, kind of crappy. Um, uh, yeah. So that, I mean, that game was, that game was okay. Uh, we went to the Spurs again. Um, we talked about, we've talked about the Spurs a couple of times on this pod because the energy that they bring is just amazing. Um, Booker went for 48 in that game and he was ridiculous. Uh, the thing that I liked the most about the game though, was that he had 48 points. There was like three minutes to go. They were going to win the game. And instead of keeping him in so he could get the 50, he stepped out and he was like, I'm going to take the three minutes rest and the team were cool about it. Whereas I've watched games when the Suns were really shit and we chased that set. Well, he had 70 points in a game, right? They chased that 70 points or that, that, you know, that game you watch where someone needs one rebound for, for a triple double and like a friend taps it to them. So they get the rebound. Like I hate that stuff. So that was actually the best part of that game. Um, and then I watched probably the best game of the week that I watched, uh, which was against the Mavs and the Mavs had won 10 of 11. Luca had been pretty awesome. Uh, uh, but I mean, five, five to go, um, CP3 stepped up and took control, hit a like dagger three with 20 seconds to go. I love this stat though. He is the NBA best in career. He has 49 games where he has double digit assists and no turnovers. Wow. That's ridiculous. That is next level, right? I thought that was a really cool, uh, stat, um, now, I don't want to talk about that in the playoffs because I think he's probably never had a game where he's done that in the playoffs, but we'll, we'll worry about that when we get to the playoffs. Um, it was an awesome game. If you, if you didn't watch the highlights for it, I, I like highly recommend it. It, was, it looked like the Suns were going to lose the game. I really did think with a couple to go that we were done and, and um, they went on a crazy run where they just shut everything down. And, uh, was it we, in Dallas? What's that? Was it in Dallas? It was in Dallas, yeah. yeah they've, they've got a 4-10-9 record at home. Um, yeah. so they're, they're really good at home. And they had their team there, whereas before when we beat them, they haven't had the whole team there. And uh, they went, uh, so for us, that's nine straight wins against Dallas, uh, which is um, pretty amazing. And uh, we went 5-0 and on the road trip, so I can't really ask much more than that. Um, And then today, uh, we played the Pacers today, who uh, I love the fact that they knocked off the Lakers and the Warriors this week. Um, Mm. That was pretty Great for us in the standings, but also they did they knocked off the Lakers without their four best players, which was pretty amazing as well. Um, so that probably just talks to how crappy the Lakers have been, but um, <laughs> that brings me joy too. Uh, so today we moved to 36 and 9, which is the franchise best through 45 games. So I'm pretty pumped. So this is in theory the best Suns team that has ever been, and I get to watch them. Um, yeah, which is awesome. well. So that's pretty cool. Uh Bridges had 23 points. He couldn't miss. Booker couldn't hit shit. Uh, he had 11. He went for a windmill left-handed dunk at the end of the game and bombed it. 
And that was, that was, he went zero for six from three. He just couldn't hit anything. It was pretty amazing. And we still won. Um, we had a couple of guys go down, but the story of the night was um, Bismarck Biombo, who I know. Great you name. Him. Yeah. I knew yeah. you'd love his name. Yeah. I knew he loved his name. So yeah. we picked him up on a 10 day contract. Uh, he's been in the league for about 10 years. He's a, he's a great role player. And today he had his uh, career high 21 points. He grabbed every rebound and he really uh, kind of, I don't want to say kept us in the game, but kept us in front. Um, and so he's going to be great for us going into the into the playoffs. So right. um, that's my that's my what seven minute recap of the Suns week. Um, and next up, we've got back to back against Utah, uh, which Utah's again. The, I think we talked about that last week as well. They slipped down the uh, the standings to fourth, and they're a game full game, I think, behind uh, Memphis now. So. Um, important games for them to keep in touch with that top four and not have Dallas overtake them. But also, I think for us, good games. I'm a little bit worried because we had campaign. I know you love campaign. Uh, and Jay Crowder both went down with wrist injuries in the game. So uh, both went straight to the locker room. So I'm hopeful that they'll be back. But um, I like the fact that I think it's next man up for us and we've always got enough to cover it. So I'm pretty pumped as a Suns fan this week. It's been awesome. The end. We can stop right now. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. I can tell you that we also were fantastic and are flying. I mean, it's really great on top of the... um on top of the mountain that we both seem to be on. There's an eastern mountain and a western mountain, and the views yeah. are pretty great from number up one. top. Back to number one. Back to number one for you it's, guys. It's easy, mate. It's surprisingly easy, and we very rarely have all the greatest that we have on the court at one time, and yet we can still just fly. We played the Wizards. I mean, everyone we uh, – I'm also dreadfully aware that everyone we beat were already terrible, and we made it look hard, and we lost to the only team that we played that was over 500. Uh, but in that game against the Wizards, Aldridge – uh, and Irving really looked great, particularly what since Durant's out at the moment. At Grady, Michael Grady just tweeted, sheesh Kyrie with a fire emoji. And that was probably the best way to sum up the entire game. But it was great to see Blake Griffin not looking terrible and looking good again, getting some rebounds. Uh, in that one, we were 36 and 7 and were offensive. Um, uh, so, you know, that's relatively good for us. We looked to control the whole time. We did slip a lot in the fourth because that's our pet um behavior and then we played the spurs who you like to wax on a moment ago who were great in the entire game they took the lead off us in fact for most of the second and third it was a real arm wrestle but then durant and irving the possibly the greatest backcourt everyone's saying at the moment in the history of uh basketball exploded in the fourth at bk glue guys said solid w harden looked phenomenal Kyrie is unstoppable at times i like kd to be healthy that would be fun but it's absolute like just ridiculousness at the moment. Our away record is 17 and five. Like it's just so great to have a team that's just that dominant everywhere other than at home. Unfortunately, we're 12 and 11 at home. Um, but that's unfortunately the Kyrie factor that we just got to deal with at the moment. Um, Paddy Mills is still doing his incredible game and then shit game, incredible game thing, which is I'm, I'm happy to cop because he, he's starting at the moment. So as an Australian person who's mainly generate or motivations was for um, Paddy Mills are doing a great job of giving me heaps of minutes and then sometimes him just looking amazing and the thing that I love most about him I'm only watching in in like 12 minute highlights 
but he pulls up so often in clutch moments in the third or fourth where there's a bit of a balance or we need something done. The bloke will hustle um, through a screen and, and, and make something happen. So great. Uh, we have a bunch of Ws happening for the rest of the week. Uh, we've got Timberwolves, who, were, who kind of, last time we played them was an incredible game. It was close, but they've kind of plateaued a bit now that they're just around 500. We've got the Lakers, which would be great because they're so terrible, but um, maybe not. Nuggets as well will be a fantastic game because we will finally beat another really great team. And then we've got the Warriors on the Sunday. That's going to be an absolute hand melter. Uh, it was supposed to be close. It was close for a lot of it last time we played them, but then they blew us out in the fourth. They didn't have clay then either. So I don't think Durant's back for a while. So it's just going to have to be this team of, it's an away game. So there's a very good chance that we also win. Uh, Kyrie will be there and whatnot. So it's um, it's an absolute time. I'm, I'm more getting excited about the All-Star, which we're going to talk about soon because I don't fully understand it. And uh, it's also just about to happen in 2K22 for me, which is something I love talking about because that's like my personal basketball. My guy... Uh, has been so incredible getting a whole bunch of double-doubles in the first quarter often. And then I focus, like you would hate, on trying to get my triple-double where I'm constantly trying to manufacture assists. And as a centre, where almost every player is not set up for me to have the, my hands on the ball, I'm supposed to be screening people. I try and get the ball before I screen that person so that I do get some kind of assist. And so I'm that guy who's constantly searching for the worst play ever just to try and stat pad. Anyway, like... Um, like Russell Westbrook or anyone else who might be accidentally doing that, I have been selected for the All-Star Game and the Dunk Contest in 2K22. So I'm very excited about that, but I have no real idea what it is and what. And I have a general idea, like an idiot's idea, but I'd love to know an, an expert thing. So I'm going to get to that a bit later um, when I get to my Huggins and questions. Can you tell me a bit about what else you're seeing around the league, though? Why? Well, I- yeah, I just want to go back to a couple of things in the in the uh, in the Nets because I think there's a couple that you're going to love. Um, one was that uh, there was a play in the Washington game, which um, the dunk, the car. Uh, no, this was the um, Carl Kuzma at the end. No, uh, in the press conference at the end of the game, Carl oh. Kuzma. Carl Kuzma came out and said that there was a horseshit play, and I don't know if you saw the horseshit play, but the horseshit the horseshit play was that uh, Kuzma got past the ball at one point. Oh, yeah, and, and one, the... one of the assistant coaches touched the ball. Yeah, right? so that was pretty amazing. It popped was up like amazing. it was no other way. It had to I've be that. It was that. bizarre. It was bizarre. I've never, I've never seen that. So that was amazing. Kuzma um, takes that shot. It was terrible. And then somehow they get the rebound and then it goes out to Dimwitty. And it would have been so poetic because I know he used to play for us because a lot of the Nets yeah. fans still talk about how much they love him. And that shot is in the entire time. Even knowing yeah. the game result, I watched it going, holy shit, how do they score this and it not go in? And, and like we still win. And it didn't go in somehow. It was it was outrageous. But Amazing. there was a dunk in that game. I may have been at the end of the third or the beginning of the fourth where this, I, I should have written his name down. He's absolutely, he's running downhill something savage and dunks over it like just thunder happens the moment he hits the ring. And I made an audible sound out loud. Just I couldn't believe how violent it was. And I remember uh, like um, six months ago, a year ago, before I took this seriously, I started really looking at it. You'd see highlights like that all back to back. You'd be like, basketball, they dunk all the time. Isn't that interesting? It's only when you see it in context where people are laying up and trying to get space or trying to get to the paint and how hard it is to actually get some space in the paint. And then you see something like that all of a sudden just thunder through a game. You're like, Jesus, fuck. Like, that's incredible that that guy found that space, found that momentum and destroyed everyone, embarrassed everyone on the floor. Um, 
anyway, I remember that happened going out. I also can't believe we won this game because that momentum shift or that attitude shift when that happened, I was intimidated and I was on the other side of the world three hours after it had happened that I was still shitting myself. So crazy. Yeah. Incredible. Um, the other thing you already touched on. Uh, so the Nets last year went 16 and three when Kyrie and Harding Harden played and Durant didn't, which I thought was amazing. So, I mean, you know, we've talked about Durant getting some rest and maybe the injury is the best thing for him. Um, just the other one I wanted to touch on was Patty. Um, he went back to the Spurs, obviously he played there for um, a number of years, nine, 10 years, I think. Um, and they did a, they did a video tribute um, before the game for him and um, LaMarcus oh, wow. Aldridge and um, standing ovation for, through the introductions. And Patty came out and said um, to be able to get a welcome back for, for special. It was a really special night. So I thought that was really cool that, um, that obviously the, the Spurs fans appreciated everything that he he did for them. So a um, couple of couple of bits there on the next. I think the other the other big talking points for me um, this week, probably three things. One, um, which is for all the Bulls fans who still think that I'm wrong. Um, you guys, but like this one, this one killed me. So huge loss with Caruso out for six to eight weeks already, you know, and they've already lost ball um, and uh, Levine too. So huge for them. Um, in the game uh that game actually where Caruso got injured so I don't know if everyone saw it but if you haven't you want to see what a flagrant foul two looks like Grayson Allen uh basically just pulled Caruso down and broke his wrist um so it's pretty horrendous and and the worst part is that Grayson Allen in his four years at Duke was known as like a really dirty player so really sucks for the for the Bulls. Um, in that game, I really liked what Vucevic was doing against Giannis and they looked like, um, I was actually even sitting there going, oh, maybe they can stop Giannis and, and maybe I'm wrong. And But Middleton was amazing in that game. And I and I think that if you have someone like Caruso or Middleton, then maybe they're, maybe they're uh, more of a legitimate shot than I ever gave him credit for. So I'm happy to be wrong about that. I've already said that. I'm happy to be wrong. So maybe you have to wait six to eight weeks to see. But um, I think they're going to miss Caruso. Uh, two other things. Steph's game winner. That was crazy. Um, I watched the highlights. I didn't watch the game. But it was like five seconds to go. Who are you going to give the ball to? And he just drills it. And it was just, it would have been madness to be at that game. That was, that was amazing. And then the one thing that I have to talk about because of it's Ben Simmons again. But like a deal has to happen for Simmons because Embiid is going mental he had 50 points and 10 rebounds in 27 minutes like off that's the amazing. chart right? that's being 2k22 that's insane yeah it is it is it's like just giving the ball and get yeah. out of the way yeah, yeah and i yeah. think the rest of the, in, in in the first quarter he had 20 of the 22 points that were scored and they went over <laughs> over eight and seven turnovers or something ridiculous like that and it's like, what does 76 need? Oh, they just need like a, a, a defensive uh, guy that can distribute and doesn't need to shoot because they have great shooting around. I was like, surely Ben Simmons at some point wakes up and goes, shit, man, I like wasted an opportunity to win a championship. But anyway, um, they're the three things for me this week. Um, kills me. Kills well, me to watch. You touched on a few things that I just wanted to make sure we looked yeah, at because well, we, we've talked heaps about how uh, the West is amazing in that the, if you're in the top at the moment, you, I mean, you're an 800 team, the seven, and, and then the Warriors are 717. But the thing that I've, I've started to work out about the East, though, is that they're a lot deeper. So they have, they've got their first nine are all 500 teams, whereas in the thing, the Lakers at seven are just scraping in there at 500. And then we have heaps 
heaps in there. So the Heat, the Bulls dropped one more game. They're, they're only out there at the moment. They've lost, they haven't won as many games as the Heat or the Bucks, and they're the same as the Cavs underneath them, but they just haven't lost as many games. So once they play as many games as those other teams, there's a real chance that they drop to fifth. Um, but it's only because the 76ers have like a 578 at the, like the moment you get past fifth or the Cavs there, and you look at the Mavericks who are fifth in your conference, they're lower than them, and everyone is now lower than them. It's, it's a it's a much deeper. It's a, they're not as strong as Warriors and Suns, even Grizzlies. But yeah, it's just a hell of a crazy conference at the moment. That's going to chop and change. Other than the Nets dominating the entire season, that two yeah. to seven will just I mean, the Hornets keep going up and down. So if they can get any kind of consistency, that two to seven will just constantly mix around. Probably Bucks will get something stronger eventually, and and so up second or first. But I think it looks like the West is that top two. And then Grizzlies, Jazz, Mavs, and Nuggets work out who else is in it. Whereas the other one has like, yeah, at least six real contenders. You have seven. So we, I said before, the Suns have a three and a half game lead over the Warriors mm. in the West. There's three and a half games between one and seven. Yeah, in, yeah, that's it. It's pretty mental. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead. Let's now, I've turned up late and I have some questions. And we also have an incredible Lee handsome young man who's going to help us with this bit now because he's the only person who listens every week and complains about what we say so he's also come on to now help us with that and we're going to talk about all-star votes so I want to know more about it I understand the concept vaguely I mean rugby league attempts a version of all-stars at the beginning of every year but this one has voting which I've been loving to do on the socials uh, and my first question is is all voting just done through Twitter Benjamin that's at you Oh, that's sorry. That's a me. Yeah. Uh, well, no. Luke's just about to explode in a moment. He's going to do. He, he can he's flood. Waiting to get on. You've got some quick oh, questions. Down, downtown, downtown, Leroy Brown. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I like the name. Uh, just no. answer these quick ones for me. So yeah, so it's not just so through no. Twitter. So the answer is no. No. Okay, great. Uh, you, can, you can. Twitter is one way that they're counting fan votes this year. Okay. And uh, and if you retweeted on particular days, it was double votes and stuff like that. I love it. Such great fan engagement. And the second quick question I have is that what we're voting for is just a pool of players and then two the two highest voted people in each conference become captains and they draft from that pool? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Great. So the fan vote is one aspect of it. There's also a media vote and a player vote. I think the fan, Luke can correct me on this one, but the fan vote is uh, 50% and then 25-25, but he can correct me if that's it. Wow, okay, that's great. So then it's just such a great interactive way that we then feel like we're involved in it and we're watching this whole pantomime. And then there's an additional show of the drafting and then there's the actual game. Like it's, it's such a great build-up. And I think the drafting's only been around for three, probably two or three years in. Um, and I think LeBron and Giannis have been captains both years. I think it must be two years or three years. I can't remember, but they've been captains uh, fairly regularly. So um, it then becomes a bit of a popularity contest. Yeah, and everyone's like, Giannis looks like he has a terrible team. And then, of course, he picks a team as opposed to a bunch of individuals, much like the Lakers, and uh, they Oof. should win. Oof. So, yeah. Now, Sir Leroy Bland, you are here to explode. Tell us, please, any, anything that you think we should know, anything you're finding interesting about it, do a big spiel on... Fan votes, please, or the all-star vote. Well, I guess the, the first question that I would ask is, did you guys voted yet? Heaps. On Twitter. I'm on there all the time. How do you think Durant's so high up? And I'm sure, <laughs> and I'm sure number 11 is Patty Mills in the Eastern Conference. I'm sure of it. You can't see it yet, but he's also been, I've been on him every day. 
<laughs> well, let me start by correcting Ben. There's four. Excellent. This is the fourth year. This will be the fifth year fourth. they're doing captains. Oh, wow. um, and um, yeah, and, and it's been a mix of Giannis, Durant, Steph, um, and, and Bron. So it, it hasn't just been the same two people, but those people have obviously um, dominated. Yeah, been, been high up there. Um, and so, I mean, I was curious more, like I'm, I wanted to jump in here just to see who we voted for because, uh, you know, we were chatting in one of my weekly rants about all the things you guys got wrong. And I was sort of <laughs> curious to see, and we, we were going a bit back and forth to see who should be. Now, from what I'm gathering, T, you, you did it more in like just kind of top heavy bandwagon, one player type. Uh, only, you didn't actually pick a squad, right? Only Nets. Oh yeah, no, I didn't. I just went through, I wanted KD and, and I just wanted to like look after my guys so that it looked like my team, you know, was stacked. Uh, with, sure. with all-star people but i'd love to sure. i'd love to actually have a better idea of like what what i should be looking for or like do you have a Giannis idea about it or do you do like a bron what are the best names and we'll work it out which is kind of like the like the there's a state of origin thing that we have in rugby league like do you pick the best players and then just work out their positions or do you work out their positions and find the best players luke which way would you do it for this all-star thing i think i, I generally would would select players individually i mean basketball is a game of individuals right so it, it Team, it's, it's not a team game. So making the comp between state of origin um, and we've seen many years before as horrible blues fans that when they try to put a five, eight in a, in a center position, it can backfire massively. Um, whereas I think in, in basketball, they changed it when they changed it to being the, the teams, they also changed the, the way that you could pick. So they'd have a front court and a back court yeah, because players mm. were so versatile mm. um, that they couldn't really. And I mean, it's funny, but even some of the votes that I put in, like someone like DeMar DeRozan, he, he's actually, he can, he can kind of shift in, in his guard and forward role, um, especially in this bull squad where they're using Levine and him um, kind of, they're chopping and changing between the both of them in this in a similar position, either at the guard spot or at that small forward place. So um, once actually, they change he, that, he played sorry. more minutes. At, he's played more minutes at forward this year, like, yeah. which is crazy, right? Yeah, hmm. yeah. But then when you consider the forwards in the east, um, and I'll get back to your question in a second, T. When you consider the front court in the east, I mean, you've got Giannis, you've got Embiid, you've got Durant. I mean, if they're not in your east All Star selections, then what are we doing here? Because hmm. They are the individually. They are the three best players in that that comp. And then and then you've kind of got to pick from the guard position. So generally, like what I would do is is look at people individually and how they would rank for this season. Now, most people don't do that. Most people kind of lean towards what the way that you did at T, which is why Yao Ming got voted in in the All Star team for like twenty seven <laughs> years, and why um and why some of these other players still get voted in. They get voted in from past performance as opposed mm. to current. Um, and like, look, at the end of the day, like this will be your first all-star experience, I'm assuming from the start to finish. It's a total farce, right? Like it, it oh, is, yeah, yeah. We're, to, we're talking games that have um, 200 to, to 250 total points on the board. So, um, I, I mean, they did change the structure of the game. The, the, the fourth quarter doesn't finish until um, there's, a there's a mathematical equation for how the fourth quarter finishes, um, which, is, which is quite interesting. So, um, that that did change the, the the kind of idea of like people playing defense and, and people defending each other. Um, but I think there's some fringe players that I was curious and and um, I think Ben and I had to. But if you were being honest with yourself, and I know you don't watch too many games outside of the Nets T, but um, 
is there any players that you've seen that you're like, well, they would have to be in some sort of all-star game um, yeah, well, from the ones, either east or west? Yeah, well, I mean, you named those ones. I don't think Jason Tatum's been playing particularly well, so I'm amazed he's up there. Uh, but Jimmy Butler, he was injured for a bit, but he should be also up there. Uh, yeah. I love Rudy Gobert every time I see Utah, so I'm glad he's there. I also like KA Towns, but that's only because of I told a story once about playing him in 2K and he was really, really great. And then there's all those great stories about him. So I'm also way more magical about or like love the romance of it. I wouldn't have Cam- um, Camelo Anthony anywhere near there or Anthony Davis. And I also thought Paul George was injured. So I'm not sure. I mean, I guess people didn't know that when those 2 million people um, voted for him, but uh, I wouldn't have any of those people. Jokic shits me off, but I get ways there. And <laughs> same with Luca Don. Like I don't, I don't like those either of those humans. I don't like watching them play, and so I'd be happy to not see Jokic or Luca in that. But I totally understand why they would be. Um, Devin Booker is great. So there's heaps of people. There's almost no one in these lists that I don't know the name of, except for Anthony Edwards. I don't think I would know. Like I can't picture him, or Darius Garland. Seem to be the only people that I couldn't tell you wouldn't be able to draw their face everyone yeah but everyone else i know because but also because i do watch some i think i've, I've said sometimes there are like those league pass teams that i would watch like golden state or minnesota or not toronto yep. but other people like that i don't know how lamarcus aldridge got there like i know he's playing nice for us he's off the bench hitting mid-range things that's also going to be like a post he like people's memories of him he had he used to be an all-star player I don't know how he's still there now. That seems embarrassing. I'd be embarrassed if I was him because obviously Paddy Mills should be in there. Well, he'd be in the back court. He'd be in the guards, I understand. But Again, you also have to kind of look at this on a lens of like people are really voting for past performance. Like hence yeah, right. why Clay half of these people are still getting in there. And Clay like, and Kyrie. Also, yeah, yeah. And, and also like, hey, I got the jersey, I got the sneakers and that drives mm. voting and it can, and, and also like we, we should, given the way that they do the voting, we should also be put aside that like some of this might be voting by by payment of certain agencies and stuff like really? that. So, I mean, it, it is, it is a, and, and that's the reason why the fan voting actually is weighted the way that it is. So when the coaches come in and, and make their selections um, and, and they decide... Uh, they decide the the bench element of it. Um, that's always the real game changer, and that's where you'll get players like Nikola Jokic, who is fantastic, Luka Doncic, who is also fantastic at basketball. Um, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> and I think um, that's that's the really the, the really great bit, especially because you have coaches who are coaching players. Um, you know, so a couple of years, not a couple of years ago, now a long time ago, um, Doc Rivers was the coach of the East All Star team. And there was four Celtics players who were in in the lineup mm. for that, um, and I mean that was because of who they were at that time, and they were a really good team. But some of the coaches have this kind of real element around like they're picking players who you know wouldn't be on their team. I think there was a story last year with um, uh, Nick Nurse picking um, was it Pascal or one of the guys who came in as a replacement. Um, it was and- it was yeah. Siakam, yeah. And then that became a story. Like, that was a story that Siakam got picked because, I mean, he started to catch fire a little bit now, but he's average sometimes. I think he's probably he's quite streaky. And so um, he wasn't the other day, but he, he can be. So that, that was a bit of a story. So, again, it's like the, all the media around it is, is quite fascinating. And I, I think everybody's got an opinion. And um, speaking of everybody having an opinion, I'm sure Ben has an opinion on the All-Star game and the voting and who should be in there. Some of those players that uh, T mentioned might actually be on your list, Ben. 
Of course, I have an opinion. Uh, the one that scares me, I think, more than anything is something you touched on there, which is like Ben Simmons getting so many votes because yeah. Clutch went out and like tweeted about it. And then they did it on the day uh, that you get the double tweets and then he's retweets. And of course, he starts getting a stack of votes. But I can't imagine that Adam Silver as a commissioner is ever going to let Ben Simmons be playing in the All-Star game if he's not playing. Never wouldn't thought that be, of that. Wouldn't that, be that would be amazing. But wouldn't that be like the ultimate storyline? He's like, I'll put the jersey on as long as it's not a Philly jersey. Yeah. And it, it's such a like it's such a douchebag thing that Simmons would probably do. And he would score 101 points. Yeah, of course. It increases right. trade value. So maybe maybe game, the don't hate it, right? Like because he's actually playing basketball. So that 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 one's pretty interesting. Look, I Before think you go on, though, if this game wasn't in Cleveland and it was in Philadelphia, I reckon you'd have a huge amount of angry NBA fans who would just deliberately vote for him. Like, there'd be a huge ground floor to just make him be in this game to see if he actually would come out and do this if it was in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> I would love that. Well, and, and Yeah, I think um, this is like the first year that a lot of this, uh, the, the automatic selections are injured as well. So you've got right. guys like Dame, Kawhi, um, Paul George, Anthony Davis has been out for the year. Like most, I think he's played half the games. Butler's been out for half the games. Luke has been out for a ton of games. Like, so there is opportunity for a lot of new guys to come in and play uh, in this game, which is pretty exciting. And I think you get better, you get a better visual spectacle if you've got guys that are hungry and haven't ever been there before. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. A little bit pissed off about the yep. first, well, a little bit more competitive than like sitting there watching LeBron coast through and throw it to his. He's uh, he's clutch teammates. So, um, I'm, I'm I'm or select his or select his clutch teammates. Oh my God. It's the marketing. The disrespect of that was outrageous. You 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 laughed, he, but a couple of years ago when AD was playing for the Pelicans, like LeBron picked him and and he was on his team and it it was a story. He was the like, first pick. He picked yeah, him. He was first, the first right? pick. He picked. There was AD all this talk first. about him recruiting him, and he yep. was the first pick. So it's, yep. it's it's definitely uh and whether whether well I think it was last year or the year before whether Chris Middleton whether Giannis was going to take Chris Middleton yeah because it was like does is Chris Middleton the right guy to take him across the line for a championship like there's all these like side stories that that just spin off it so it's pretty amazing from that point of view it's excellent uh, one of the other things that you touched on Ben around like hunger and eager is why the rookie sophomore game is always yeah awesome. Like, so, um, T, there is a game of that's played before, I think it's on the Saturday. Saturday. Um, and it, it, it is all the rookie players and all the second year players, um, top, top level players, uh, which would that, that would be, yeah. So, and it, it, it's always a better game because it's like these young guys are like fired up to impress. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's worth watching that one. I think RJ Barrett went crazy last year in the game, and that, that was awesome because. He's quite streaky as well. So, um, and there's rookies. I mean, that was one of the questions that I had. Like, if you had to pick a rookie right now to be in the all-star team, either East or West, um, which doesn't really matter. Like, obviously, conference doesn't really matter. But, like, who, who which rookie are you putting in that team? Um, that's probably one for, for you, Ben. I'm curious to know what you would say. Oh, I'm taking Mobley <laughs> every day of the week. That yeah. guy is, like, as a... As even before a, France? Even before France, uh, I think watching Cleveland now is like pretty fun to watch. And that dude is just, and I think I may have said this on here before, but he is just out of this world. I've never seen anyone with a windspan like that that can move yeah. like that and just defend. Like he's just everywhere. And it's like, he should have been, Kate's been good, but he should have been number one, I think. And 
I think we'll look back on it in a couple of years and say, damn, man, this this kid is like the next generation. So Ever Mobley for me um, yeah. is a lock, but uh, yeah. Josh, what about you, T? Josh Giddy. I mean, I'm supposed to say oh, I'm brand new. Well, I mean, There's no be- way I'm not whipping that bloke in there. Here's the first thing. How, how dare I? Giddy how dare up. I? Giddy up, giddy. Can't wait. Gotta get some grief for that one. Yeah, he's yeah. uh he, I, yeah, you can put him. He could probably play in the front court as well, guys. You know, he's he, he'll muscle up for a rookie game. He'll fire up. That, I mean, he'll somehow yeah. get eleven teen assists playing in the centers. You know, at a, at six foot, but he'll he'll destroy it with his beautiful hair and and ins- Do we ever follow on Instagram? He has a daily. He has a daily story where it just whoever is his media person. I'm assuming it's someone from OKC. He is walking from a car into the stadium, but not in that like cool tunnel walk, uh, like a catwalk kind of thing that KD or LeBron would use. His is literally outside at like getting out of a car and he's on his phone every day. Like, it's like, it's a, it's a joke that his girlfriend was just like, well, I don't think he has a girlfriend. He, he, one of his mates is like, try and take a, like an awkward photo of you checking your Instagram while on Instagram. Like it, it looks so silly, but I love it. It looks very cute and new and fresh. He can't, he like can't go in the boot. He can't yeah. go in the VIP like entrance because everyone's like, the security's like, like, who are you? Yeah, hey, man, yeah, yeah. You're, not a, yeah. you're not a ball player. He's, going he, to, he's he, trying to look down as he goes to the catwalk, hoping no one sees him and that it doesn't work. So he just has to take the photo before he gets in there. That's it. Giddy, definitely um, the winner of the award of the player who looks like he came from the crowd, put a jersey on, and he's now playing on the court. Outside of the fact that I heard that he's monstrously huge for a 19-year-old, but on the TV, you don't get it. You don't get no. that scale. You don't get a perspective. So he just looks like a dude came from the crowd and was like, hey, man, I can play basketball. Yeah. Um, and then he Like a Disney movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like he drank a Coca-Cola stuff. and he could go faster <laughs> all of a sudden. And yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Josh Giddy. Um, what about uh, here's another the tricky one for you. If you had to pick a player, and I do have this list in case you, you really struggle, if you had to pick a player who was over 35 to be in the all-star list, who who would it be? LeBron James. You can't say Chris Paul. <laughs> I was gonna what? say you can't say Bron or, or Paul. Oh damn it. Oh come on. Uh, can you give us the give us the top, give us a couple off your list? Yeah, I'll give you the top of my head. I, I can give you the list and I'll give you a couple off there as well. Um the, the, the oldest player who is on the list active is Udonis Haslam, who's 41, wow. um, who, who got a run during the peak of the COVID oh, yeah, yeah. time. Um, yeah. The second one is Joe Johnson, who played uh, one game with Boston and hit a three, and it was the biggest story in, in, all, of, um, in all of the Celtics sphere. Um, it's probably still and, biggest best story for coming out of Celtics this year, if I'm honest with you. Um, and then we got Iguodala, Melo... Uh, Stevenson's not that old, man. He's not no? even. He would. He wouldn't even crack. So, uh, Wes Matthews, Rudy Gay, Rajon, Kyle Lowry is probably a good one. Jeff Green, oh. Goran Dragic. Um, here, let me send you the list. Um, like, you'd have to go Lowry, I think. If I if I looked at that, I mean, like he's the one that impacts the game the most. Um, yep. I can't imagine um, that. I can't imagine there's anyone else um like lamarcus is on there obviously and yeah and like respect because i know you you love him um danny green is like oh joe ingles is on there wow oh no he's not no he's, he's 34. 34 he's yep. 34 i scrolled down too far okay yeah i scrolled down too far and and rondo rondo as a oh, i'm as taking a, anthony before i'm taking rondo mello yeah yeah okay with all due respect to Rondo. Um, yeah, I, I think 
I, I think personally, I, I wouldn't go past Iguodala because he can still dunk and that's awesome for you know, a guy who's <laughs> the same age as me, yeah. um, which doesn't, doesn't make me sound old. Um, also, I think Dwight's on there as well, so that's interesting. Or Dwight Howard. Yeah. Okay, I'm back on him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we look to give, let's give it all like reference here. Like we're talking about, there's probably what 30, a list of 30 guys there who are over 35. Um, two of those guys, Chris Paul is the reason that Phoenix are playing the way that they are. Mm. And doesn't even, he doesn't even belong in the same league as those guys, does he? Like we would never put Paul right now in the league with, with Mello. Like Mello, oh, no, no. for years, everyone's been asking Mello to stop playing the way that he used to play. Whereas now people are like, Chris Paul, can can we get more Chris Paul? And then uh, the other one as well is obviously is obviously Bron. Um, but is this the first time in in what how old how long how old is LeBron now? Twenty years that we've been asking that Bron, LeBron LeBron's body is kind of breaking down slightly, and and he he doesn't it doesn't look exactly the same, or is he just is he just fooling us? I think that's that's the only question that he's, I have. I mean, he's he's averaging. Uh, 20, 20, yeah, 26 29 points a game. Yeah, right? I wouldn't worry about and, it. And, and seven rips. And he's just been playing, he's just been playing center for a month and carrying yeah. a team like, okay, they're 500, but like they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're a disaster. Um, hey guys, I, it's I, okay yeah. to shit on the Lakers. Like this podcast is okay for us to shit on the Lakers, okay? Like That's we're all, all really happy. <laughs> we're all really happy that they're a total mess. Um, and so let's just let's let's lean into that. I'm I'm happy with that. <laughs> I know that you yeah. two aren't, but I'm pro Bron. So so that's the only reason why I'm happy to shit on the Lakers. But I'm often like when we say things like he needs to get other people who are clutch around him, or he's falling apart when his point average is the same as it was when he was 15 or whatever. You're both nuts. You're both clutching at straws when you're when you're trying to upset him at the moment. Just wait for him to actually be shit. Clutching. Yeah. So Clutching. wait for him actually to be shit and then you can have a go at him. But at the moment, you both sound so smart until you start talking about LeBron and then you both sound desperate. No, I think if, if you look at the, like what LeBron and Chris Paul are doing is unprecedented. No one has ever done it at this level at that age. And and we will, and you know, it's one of the reasons that I collect LeBron cards because I think you will look back on this time and be like, what he did was amazing. Um, so I, I agree with you that I love the Lakers losing, but he's still... He's still generational for sure. Yeah. Now, um, I got one. I got one okay, more go. question for you. One more. One more team addition. Uh, it's in Cleveland. You have to pick a Cleveland player to be in the team. Who is it outside? I know you've already picked Moby. Ruby Gobert. I know. Oh, no. no, but like you know this from my submission to you. I actually picked Garland as the starting yeah. starting point guard. Yeah, I think that the season this kid is having is just off the charts and. Yeah. Sexton going down and Rubio going down is actually the best thing that happened for him because all of a sudden he's the guy that's just going to go and get it done. And so um, yep. I think he deserves to be on the all-star team. Um, and I'd pick him ahead of Mobley because um, I think Mobley's got a long, long career and maybe it's the only year that Garland gets on, but I think it's in Cleveland. I pick him as a starter. And I know you picked someone else though, when you submitted your starters, right? You picked, I think we had the same team except you had Brown and I had Garland. Is that right? That's right. I'm a homer, so I'm okay with that. Um, I would only pick Jared Allen. Well, only Jared yeah. Allen because he... Jared um, Jared mm. Allen, only because I my Nets Twitter tells me that he used to play for us and, and was great. So he did. My, my, Nets, traded him. my Nets thing runs strong. Uh, and so that's, I'll just continue with that. 
Uh, yeah. Now, Luke, can you please stick around with us while we just do the next two bits? Because you're here, sure. we now have a time limit, uh, which I've just Sorry. realized. No, no, we love having you here. Uh, the other thing we do in this bit is we ask about cards. So, Benjamin, hit us up with some card chat. No, we'll do the cards quick. I mean, the only thing that I really wanted to talk about was the, the what I mentioned last week was that the flawless uh, cards came out, which were the top of the line product to end the year. Um, and they started at 12,500 US. And I thought I'll get in at like 7,000 because I felt like I could move them and still make some money. And it sold out at 11,700. And so that means that people were paying about what, 15, half, 16,000 Australian for nine cards. Wow. Nine cards. So that was amazing. Um, and, the, and the normal boxes go on sale this week. I have no idea where they're going to start at, but uh, the money in the hobby is definitely real. Even with all the crypto crash this week, um, it, there's still money flowing around. It's pretty amazing because usually the card market follows a lot of the crypto stuff. So, yeah, it's been pretty pretty crazy week. John Miller, McKee gets it in the middle for the Now, we won't do too much on fantasy because you're probably still terrible. I did end up getting Zion. No one voted against that, so that's great. Uh, and so he won't be injured soon, and, uh, and I'll have a ridiculous team. Um, can we do the bet, though? Where are we up to? How did that go? Yeah. I think I'm only yeah, losing by one. Yeah, so the bet, um, the current score is 5-4. Uh, last week, we did fantasy. We had to tweet a player the next day because we didn't pick them on the spot. You picked uh, Gobert, and I picked Luca. And Luca, Luca had a great couple of weeks, but it ended up only winning by 30 points. So Luca got up against Gobert. Uh, and so I'm 6-4. And then I thought in the spirit of uh, the all-star chat that we've had today, we do a bet, which will be a bit of a long lead one, but um, you submit your starting five on Twitter for East and West. So you pick 10 players, Ooh. five for East, five for West. Um, take your time. Um, Two points for a correct one, and then one point if your guy makes the bench, and then we work out from there who who had the most points. Um, I've already, I think I've already submitted. I don't like my submission because uh, I think I have Paul George on there and a couple of others that I wouldn't put in there now. But you can I'll, redo it. You can redo it. I'll, no, I'll, I'll stick with it because I'm I'm calling the bet. So give you <laughs> give you a bit time to research. So I'll put mine up on Twitter so everyone can see what it is, and then you can jump in with yours in the next uh, maybe before the next week's pod. Okay. Or not to be a stickler or anything, but like, what if you are you picking players who you know would get picked but won't play um, because the replacements will come out? So like, you could pick KD, but it's unlikely that he'll play. So. Well, I think I think you pick KD. Everyone's going to pick KD anyway, and you get the two points for KD being the top selection. Right. Like, we'll still announce it, and then they'll announce the replacement. So, well, I think we'll skip the replacement piece and just go to the top top twelve that they pick. Sounds great. Uh, and what about this, though? You get to redo your one, but Luke also gets to do one, and then I get whichever one was the best scoring one between me and Luke. Between, say that again. So I, Luke and I then turn out to be, we both do our own individual one, but I get whichever one scores the highest out of Luke and mine, but you get to redo your one now. All right. Okay, so it's two, right. on, two on one. Two Fast on one. Fast break. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's it up. Yeah, great. And uh, I can't run. I can't run very fast, Luke. So, but I can shoot. So, just just help me get there, and then we'll we'll nail it. High pick uh, and roll. High pick and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LeBron to win the game. 
uh anything anything else lucas before you go that you wanted to tell us uh, because it's been so great to have you here yeah i think you got i think you get 20 seconds on boston okay because you got two, 20 we've seconds. only got two minutes so you get to cry you get to cry for 20 seconds let go. me do this let me do the outro and then you can do as much as you want we found our way to another end of another ep luke you're the only one who actually listens all the way so it's gonna be weird now that you're here Cardi b it's been a pleasure to spend time with you sir always a pleasure thank you sir Luke, you can come back anytime you want. Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people on the socials like Brooklyn Netcast and take it away, Luke, with your Brooklyn, uh, with your Boston craziness. With my Boston craziness. My, this, this is it. This is the summary of the Celtics season, okay? They're up by 10 points against the Trailblazers. There's four minutes to go. They end up losing in the last two seconds by, you know, it doesn't matter how much they lost by. And... <laughs> There's 17,000 Jason Tate in isolation plays. Jalen Brown is getting old standing in the corner. Dennis Schroeder is doing bad stuff. It, it's just, it's an absolute CF to watch. And then all that happens at the end of the game is that Ume Adoka comes out and tells the team that they need to harden up. And I think the advice should be pass the ball. Just pass the ball, Jason. You're really, really good at basketball. You are not Kobe Bryant yet. I feel like that, that, that's really important. And, and Jalen Brown is really, really good at playing basketball, like uh, just really good at playing basketball. And so pass the ball to each other, guys. It's, it's really, really fun to do. Sports Best Friends is hosted by me, Big T, and co-hosted by Ben Charlton. Music by Love Drunk Hearts, edited by Big T. We are brought to you by Cards from the Bench, and we are part of the Brooklyn Netcast Media family.